0: Us. Yeah,
1: we're in Shtip. The restaurant is called Sai on Macedonia. Yeah. Okay. We got some traditional things around us. Yeah. So we can catch the full spirit.
0: A full spirit? Of yeah.
1: Of Shtip, Macedonia, Macedonian tradition.
0: Shtip, like what's, what's the population of Shtip?
1: Uh, the last number I remember, we told the surrounding villages it's yeah. like 55,000, maybe something Five thousand below. Okay. Yeah.
0: And in terms of like, let's say, uh, Compared to Macedonia, is it like in the top 10 largest cities in Macedonia or no?
1: Uh, maybe in the top three.
0: Top three? Shtip?
1: Yeah, top three or maybe top five. I'm not sure.
0: So, there Shtish, is, so there's, there's Skopje, which is the largest.
1: Skopje, Kumano. that we no. go tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Bitula, I think is largest. Okay. Prilip might be, I'm not sure. Okay. Between Prilip and, uh, and Stip, I don't know, because we got students, you know. So if we don't count the students... We should be on the fourth or fifth place, I'm not sure. Well, we so need to Google it.
0: Yeah, Macedonia is a small country.
1: Yeah, it's small.
0: And it's small, okay. And you, you were born and raised in Steep.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then you, you became a DJ,
1: right? Oh, uh, yeah, at the age of 17. At yeah.
0: the age of 17, you became a DJ. And then mm. tell, tell me more about Boris by yourself.
1: About myself. Yeah, you you touched the sensitive topic about the DJing and stuff, yeah. Why is it sensitive? Uh, my parents were not allowing me to do it at the beginning. Their parents did <laughs> not want you to be a DJ. Yeah, they, they didn't. But uh. afterwards they, they started supporting it, you know, because I was so about it and I was sure. not paying on anything else attention than, besides that. But those were the teenage years when I when I could afford it, you know. I could yeah. afford it to not sleep the whole night, work the whole day and all that stuff. So uh, yeah that's that was one of the the best teenage moments I ever had. you know the bar that we visited Angel's cafe was had huge impact about my music career let's say and it was an amazing journey before I started in logistics. I tried to balance between the two sides, yeah. try to uh do it at night and uh with the music and try to train myself at the beginning'cause in the logistics, but I realized you know there is no You cannot do another job if you do a logistics, especially when you outsource, when you're at different time zone. It was taking the whole day. And at the beginning, I I knew what I need to push in order to get where I need to get. And instead of me working while I was training, instead of me working for eight, nine hours, I was just doing it 12, 13, 14 hours. I'm done with the training in the office. I get at home, try to study what I heard, what I learned, all those confusions I got at the beginning. So, you know, I just simply not that I intentionally cut the music out, but it just came naturally. You know. Yeah. So.
0: Now you're 100% focused on U.S. logistics.
1: Yeah, I'm 90, I mean, not 90% focused. Uh, now it's everything about my family okay. and about a job and a company that I work for. So, yeah, that's, that become my lifestyle. I don't work. That's just my life. You know, you know how it is. You know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so there is. Not just an ordinary job that you go to the office, you're done with working, you turn everything off. So it's, it become really part of my life. And and I cannot even, I'm even surprised how could I, I thought that i was never gonna find a satisfying job like it was the music, you know. So when I was going playing music, I was so excited about it. I was full of happiness and I yeah. thought nothing else could replace the feeling I had. And when you start booking freight, <laughs> you see the adrenaline, it's it's really easily replaceable. It's mm-hmm. even higher than the music, you know. Mm-hmm. You go play music, you're done. With the freight and the logistics and all the problems, everything, it's a lot more turbulent, which get me excited. I'm, sure. I, I want excitement.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, Superior Dispatch Services,
1: yeah.
0: uh, when did they open an office here in, uh, in deep
1: Well, technically, Superior started like five years ago maybe five years and a month but before they open up the the office here in StIP, they started in a small apartment in Skopje okay yeah you met the two guys that were uh, working there Nikki the the female and Lex the office manager uh they started in a small apartment in Skopje and then they decided to move here so short after they started here I joined them and yeah the story of superior it's five years old
0: five years old <laughs> yeah okay years old. And you started working at um, Superior. How many years ago?
1: Uh, four years and eight months.
0: So almost at the beginning.
1: Almost, yeah. Okay. Like they started in April. Uh, yeah, they started in April here, and I joined like the end of September okay. with the trainings and all. Okay. And, stuff.
0: Yeah. and since cheap has, you said, fifty-five thousand people. It's about ninety people at, at the Superior. We I asked you this earlier. You told me that, like the whole city almost knows about Superior Dispatch Services uh
1: it's right very, it's a popular place it's, yeah 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 it's, exactly
0: it's probably the best place to work at in the city
1: i mean that it's not going to be okay if i say that but yeah. if you meet people you from meet what pe- i
0: could tell it, it looks yeah. like a great place yeah
1: so we become with a plan you know so superior exists five years and not a whole lot new about it like let's say three years ago yeah and that was basically the whole plan that we build it up you know you don't need to push yeah. We don't need to kind of rush anything. We just need to have the right people. We're going to be trained the right way and going to get the right services for the clients we got to represent.
0: That's From what I've noticed, and this is, you know, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not like, this is, this is just my observations. Yeah. The, the people that you hire are very high, like very educated, great English, very professional. Like they know what they're doing, you know, and it's like, it's it's like it's nice to see because it's, it's, you can see the quality and it resonates with your name superior and the quality that you have. So uh, I definitely, just from coming here, I noticed that, you know. Uh,
1: what makes nice. us a bit special, if you realize you and Derek, when you yeah. came in the office, you, you felt the energy. Yeah. For, exam- for example, Robert. <laughs> oh
0: my God, yeah, Robert. You remember Robert? So, so much so, positive energy, yeah. So you know,
1: when a, when a new guy joins or a new girl joins, or yeah. any, any uh, when somebody joins, when it's a new one, Uh, They see the atmosphere, and they know they need to work, and they need to be on the same uh, frequency as everybody else in order to fit in the team. So what we do, it's a a teamwork. We're like highly connected between each other, no matter which department. We're strongly connected, we communicate on a high level, and that's why people uh, have a month for the training so they can find out are there for the job, or they're not. Mostly, most of the people we hire uh, don't have any experience about logistics, they never saw a truck, or they never saw a, yeah. a load, how it looks like in life. So what I do is uh, they have a test period of a month when they get educated and just uh, realize are they gonna fit in all of that work, what we present. And in the last five years we got like really small uh, in-house turnover. Because when everybody joined, like you described the people, you know, on the interview, we know who's going to be, who's going to fit in the story of Superior. And that's how we hire the people. We explain the people loud and clear what we expect, how we do it. We have fun, but we need to get the job done. So that's how I explain it, you know. Yeah.
0: And uh, I was, I'm like, what, the second American to come visit uh, Superior.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the closest guest to the company, you know, yeah. so you're the second one. Uh, the first one were Michael and the yeah. crew. So yeah. how,
0: when Michael came here, yeah. what did you guys do? Did Michael, what, what, what were some stories that you could tell us about, uh, about an American who came to Macedonia?
1: Mikey? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it seemed like with you, you know, so every close uh, person to superior, it's, it's feeling like he, he come home. So yeah. it's just, I think I have the feeling that you guys are feeling the same. And it was especially the same thing with Michael and his crew. So uh, he came and, you know, I was working with Mikey for the last like maybe f- since I started. Yeah. Since I started. So I, I worked with Mike and we talked on the phone, we exchanged emails and all that stuff. But, you know, in personal, it's it's kind of different. But it was a lot more positive vibe instead of that we I received on the phone. So when Mikey came over here, we got him a warm welcome. Yeah. The owners were here. We went in the club, we go tonight.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: he was so excited, You, People are here so nice. And you can realize people Macedonian people are really, really nice. they very nice, so calm. Welcoming, you know? they got interest. Okay, where are you from? Uh, what you work? He did a bunch of interviews about superiors, Mikey, when he was here. So he was excited and he not even waited like maybe six, seven months. He Came back again, you know. Oh, so, yeah? Okay, yeah, yeah, he it used to, to come place. back, so it, it was okay because he's a supervisor yeah. on a certain group of people. Uh, was outside a building, and when he got here, he just brought a brand new energy, you know. Sure, yeah, he brought the energy, and we all felt it. Yeah, yeah. no matter which department you work, he was here, he's he got energy, he's uh loud, and all, mm-hmm. all that stuff. We just got it from him, and it and it was amazing, we just can't wait for him to come. Mikey, we can't wait for you to come again this (laughs) summer. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: That's cool, you know, like, uh, this is kind of funny, but I think a lot of Americans don't know where Macedonia is on a map, right? You tell them, like, you're from Macedonia, it's like, (laughs) where is Macedonia? So, I mean, it's it's a small country, just north of Greece, just south of Serbia, it's, like, landlocked, and, um, I mean, currently there's a lot of outsourcing going on into, like, the Balkan countries, do you, uh, like, what do you think is gonna happen in the next few years? Like, do you think is gonna keep expanding? Uh, what, are, what are the goals?
1: A thousand percent, a thousand percent. It, it even expanded more than we expected. Okay. You know, when we, when we launched Superior, I think there was only one company in, in the whole country that was doing it. And after three years, there are bunch of small offices opening up, and it's not only in Macedonia, it happens to Serbia, you know, you got yeah, followers. Serbia, Serbia. Bosnia
0: uh company invited me to dubrovnik croatia because they have an officer too you know they
1: started over there it it was not happening the previous year but it's going to happen even more and more and people got more interest uh doing the job instead of doing anything else they see it exciting they see the opportunity Mm -hmm. you know i mean what i personally like about logistics a lot is you got no borders in what you do no you go freestyle you can find your own way you can talk with a million of people doing the job the different way and you can create your own way to succeed in the job. And I think we had a lot of intelligent people, especially in the Balkans, who kind of want to accept the challenge and make it happen. And while we got more interest, people want to work in the job, you know, the business itself is going to expand, you know, sure. in any time sooner, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: sure. Um, what can you tell me about Macedonia? Like, do people like goats here? <laughs> <laughs>
1: The Only guy that asked me about a goat in 24 hours 11 times, it's uh 11 my times my dear like friend Paul Bernard Freight Caviar. <laughs> Should we drink two? some
0: rakia? This is the uh, Jolta rakia,
1: yeah. Jolta rakia, I don't drink This It's yellow
0: rakia. You're not yeah. drinking, no, yeah. oh, you gotta drink.
1: No, you're an alcoholic, um, I don't drink. Of course, yeah. I'm rakia? gonna drink. Matter of fact, if you don't mind, can you, pa-
0: yeah. We need, I mean, the, we need we need the rakia. We need to at least drink a little bit on camera. Yeah,
1: on the camera. Yeah, but yeah. I think so far we're, we've been okay.
0: Yeah, it's so nice. Far. Yeah, this rakia is super strong. So, like, you take a sip out of it, and it's, I don't know, it's not, like, very pleasant to drink, you
1: know? I mean, it's... The first two are not pleasant. After that, you it get gets, lost. And, it,
0: and you can just keep drinking.
1: Yeah, I mean, your, uh, your body gets used to it.
0: Your body gets used to it. Yeah, okay. your body gets used to it. Okay.
1: Mario, I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, but I mean, even if we cut... If we cut this part off, I think until now, we're we not we're gonna okay. cut this part out. Yeah, you're the boss, <laughs> as I told you, are the boss.
0: So, and then you started working at Superior, and yeah. then I know the story, you started making memes during the pandemic, you know, uh, you got a lot of traction, and you became somewhat of an influencer on LinkedIn.
1: I not put the definition about myself that way. I Fine, put it I on you, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the influencer,
0: <laughs> the number one influencer on LinkedIn, through memes. Uh, can you tell me, how has LinkedIn helped you professionally? Uh, has it helped you get new customers? Has it helped you create new relationships, get more customers for Superior? How has LinkedIn helped you?
1: I didn't took it serious at the beginning. I'm telling you straightforward. I, I explained it to you at the first show we recorded how I, how I made the account, and now I kind of started analyzing it, analyzing yeah. the algorithm, how it works, how it gets you connected to the certain uh, people you want to reach uh, how it can easily open you up the doors for the people that are hard reaching through the phone or through any different source uh, So yeah, basically the meme things were never actually a plan. I never kind of had a plan then I want to build something or I have a content for the next two three months as I told you it just it just happens you know I, I see a picture. I just modify it simply, I just place it. And after like a couple of posts, the first people who started reaching me out were the people who sell freight. They were like, okay, Boris. Brokers. Yeah, the brokers, yeah. exactly. Even direct customer shippers. So they were like, okay, what, what part of logistics you're covering? Okay, you got trucks? Okay, what kind of loads are you hauling? Okay, you can can you take a look at the spreadsheet so you can analyze the loads and all that stuff? And all those conversations kind of get you connected and, you know, you got somebody that no matter what happened, you can at some point reach out and ask for a potential business and all that stuff. The brokers were the main people that kind of reached me the most on the LinkedIn. I got also carrier companies that reach me out for some sort of advices or anything else. There are people kind of asking me uh To give them advices on them, how to build their network, for example, or how to expand their business and all that stuff. So from a different field, every day I get excited. I show you people from different countries, reach out for a million different reasons. And how the time is passing, how we build this, how you and me got connected uh, on LinkedIn Live together, it's becoming bigger and bigger every day and every day and dogs yeah. network and not even count it anymore it's just rising with the followers connections messages and all the different opportunities and offers and yeah the most important part is that they want to outsource most of the companies I realized uh, that are based in America I try to find out more about outsourcing
0: so did you, did you bring customers to superior
1: yeah I do okay. I did yeah okay. yeah we did and I uh, we're still running the business. It's still happening. It's still ongoing. They still want to expand it, you know. And we try to collect more clients. Now sure. we're working out to get more clients in order to cover more freight.
0: You know? So, if, so if any, one, any company watching this wants to outsource, yeah, uh, they should reach out to you on LinkedIn.
1: Every as you described it yesterday, every single service, every company needs, we got it. So that's why we not kind of promote the company for the last five years this much because we're kind of preparing the people. Yeah.
0: It's not just dispatch, solutions, services. Yeah. That's, yeah. Can you tell us what, what does uh, Superior do?
1: Yeah, we got accounting departments that can take care of the accounting. We got a maintenance guys that can take care of the maintenance issues. We got a safety guys. Imagine this,
0: you could do maintenance, uh, outsource maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> what, what does the maintenance team do? Like they just do like the bills or like the they the check, like the, the truck. Like how would it, how do you outsource the maintenance?
1: I'm gonna give you an example. You got a truck, he got a blown tire. Yeah. He rings the phone, right? He rings here in Macedonia. He,
0: he calls a guy, so the, the truck driver calls a guy in Macedonia. He's like, exactly. I got a blown tire. Yeah. What happens?
1: The guy calls shops. He calls, calls shops phone. around town? Yes.
0: Okay. Exactly. And then he sends, or he, someone comes to him and helps him.
1: If, uh, I mean, he, that's also art. I see maintenance job also as an art, it's the same as the sales. We do. So sometimes they negotiate on the prices, you know. Different companies charge different prices regarding replacing a tire, towing your truck to a certain place. Towing so expensive. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, it can be expensive, but the guys are so good that they always yeah, uh, offer the driver different options so they can choose. Sure. Know. It's not just the first towing. You get it, and, okay, I'm going to tow it for $1,500. They just work, 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 find the cheapest option, and they just go for it. Yeah. They do all the job, how we share, and we laugh about it. They just got the clean hands, you know, in the mm. maintenance side. They don't sure, get sure. the dirty hands. But, yeah, most likely it's, it's that part. They reach out to uh, different shops in the areas, try to help the guys with the maintenance needs.
0: So, if a charging company wants to, you know, have a maintenance guy or a safety guy or, or a lady, they could just outsource it through Superior. Yeah. So, you got accounting, maintenance. What else is there?
1: We got our grueling. Recruiting? recruiting? Recruiting. Recruiting. Yeah. So
0: recruiting drivers.
1: Yeah. Recruiting drivers. Yeah. We got like a team of uh, four people who's hiring drivers for five of our clients right now. Uh, we got a marketing department. You know the guys? You met the guys. They're amazing. Yeah. They're awesome. So we can offer also our marketing services. Uh, Supera got the only marketing uh, team that uh, got a lead generation in the whole country. So they started like- For no- drivers. Yeah for, yeah, for truck drivers, yeah, yeah. yeah. R- recruiting Just because
0: I just want to clarify that, just because yeah. you could have lead generation for anything, but yeah, yeah, yeah. this is for drivers. Yeah, yeah. I, I was
1: supposed to say that, yeah, but they started uh, like two weeks ago, and they got fun. really, really yeah. good results, you know. For sure, yeah. We spoke with Darko, and US when we spoke with Darko, and they're the only ones who offer that kind of service, and they're sure. getting prepared for it, you know. So, uh, the recruiting part is also one of it. Uh, we got a brokerage department. So we career sales reps sales So,
0: if, if you're if you're a freight broker, let's say in America, and you want a care sales rep, you could outsource it through Superior.
1: Even if they want, they can also uh, get the only trucking trace part.
0: Sure. Okay, so you could just have trackers here.
1: You can get everything you can imagine happening in Canada. anything
0: just, for a freight broker, anything for a trucking company could be done through Superior. Right. In Macedonia over with the here. quality yes. of Superior. Cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, why why we try to do it instead of hiring one people doing it, we hire three, four, five. So just to have people ready, prepared to serve the customers every sure. time they, they need us and they reach out. So yeah, uh, I I'm, I'm not sure that I forgot somebody, but I, I think I think we told all the departments. We got we got accounting, we got operations, we got a safety, we got maintenance,
0: and then you have uh, LinkedIn influencers.
1: No. And you're the England. No, I still not. I don't you know. could,
0: they could offer. It's like, I want to <laughs> buy Boris. How, how much does Boris cost? Yeah, I That's got a family.
1: Elon Musk. I got an Elon Musk offer. Oh, the food's coming. <laughs> yeah, he, he offered me sure. 10, 10 million. Yeah, the food is coming.
0: Are you? We-